Hi guys, welcome to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Visser. Today is episode 13 in our fifth season about simple steps to improve your health. And basically today's episode is the dirt on dirt. Guys, I learned so much. There's even, I learned a literal transportation network in our soil that that the minerals can travel along and how we as gardeners can amend our soil in a way that will encourage this transportation. It's really, it sounds like so kind of weird, but it's also so cool. And I also learned (laughs) what Carson refers to as the moron principle. I'm going to leave it at that. You just have to listen. Um, By the way, today is my birthday. I just have to say that because who doesn't want to say that on their birthday, right? (laughs) So if you want to make me super happy, go over and leave a five-star review and it will make my birthday the best birthday ever. Plus it helps me get the word out on this podcast that we can educate and encourage more people about simple living. So thanks for your help with that. I need to tell you about our guest today before I bring him on. Carson Ripstein is a fifth generation rancher, and he actually owns a small family ranch out in central Utah. And he spent most of his life, he says this, he shares this kind of like under his breath, just a little bit, almost apologizing for it, but he spent most of his life in large scale conventional agriculture, working with fertilizers and spraying And he explains basically depleting the soil. Um, I mean, that's not his words, that's mine. But he has spent the last four years on a whole different path, working at Redmond Agriculture, where he has a love for simplifying livestock and soil health for everyone from a large ranch to a little backyard gardener. He has been working on applying regenerative natural approaches to his own family farm and ranch as he has been learning them through this whole process. So it was really fun chatting with him. And I know you're going to like this. And also, as Carson and I explained at the end, be sure to go check out this soil test kit that I that he and I are talking about and all the other amazing products, including soil amendments and everything down to salt and table seasoning. All of it you can find in one place if you use code solely rested at redmondagriculture.com. You can get 15% off. So go snag yourself. My favorite thing to get at Redmond is the 25 pound bag of salt because guys, salt cannot ever go bad. And why not stock up? Why not save myself the hassle of some at some point running out because I have, I have it stored away and why not save myself a whole bunch of money by buying it in bulk. And then I store it in a food grade 25 gallon bucket with a smart lid. That's super easy to open and close whenever I need to refill my salt shakers. So that's my favorite thing to get the 25 pound bag of salt. Um, but I'm definitely going to check out these amendments that are coming out. If they're not out Currently, they're going to be out very soon. Carson explained the amendments for my garden. I'm excited about those. Um, I love the relight drinks. You can also get at the same place. It seems kind of weird, doesn't it? That you can go get amendments for your soil at the same site that you can snag some energizing drinks 
that are way better than Gatorade, by the way. Um, and salt and garlic salt and garlic pepper. And like, but after talking to Carson today, it totally all connected in my mind that it makes sense that we're taking natural products, the salt and also the bentonite, bentonite, I'm not saying that right, clay that we mentioned. And I don't think we explain in our talk that it's actually what, what that clay is, is volcanic ash that's been aged underground. And the same people that mine the salt are mining the clay as well. So we're taking these natural products, whole products from the ground, and we're using them to remineralize, remineralize. Sometimes it's hard for me to say certain words <laughs> and improve the overall quality of our soil where we're growing food. So then our food nutrients are increased and we're taking that food and using it on the family table and we're adding more minerals through the salt and the seasonings that we're using to prepare our meals. So like the whole thing is this wonderful circle that's all connected and all of it is leading to more nutrient dense, real food. And that is why we are talking about the dirt on dirt today, because it's really the absolute simplest way to improve your health is to just focus on the food you're eating and making sure it's nutrient rich. I realized that when I say that simple, it's really not that simple. We did a whole season guys about how to make real food more convenient. I think there were like 13 episodes and we could have covered a whole lot more. So I know it's not really simple when I say that, but what can be simple is to just do a little part of that. Just do one step. If you've never grown food, get a, a bucket and grow a tomato plant this year. And if you've always used the iodized uh, refined salt, go get some of this amazing salt that has 60 trace minerals in it. And when you're salting your tomato sandwich that you grew yourself from your soil that you made sure was healthy soil, so your tomato is nutrient rich and you're adding minerals and good for you stuff with your salt that you're putting on the tomato sandwich, it's like this full circle. And guys, right there, that's farm to table, right there. And you can do that living in the middle of the city. So it can be simple if we don't let it overwhelm us. So I'm really glad that there are products and companies out there like Carson's company that help us do all of this because it's it's amazing. And now I'm hungry for a tomato sandwich. And hey, it's my birthday. So maybe I'll go make myself a tomato sandwich. <laughs> all right, guys, without any further ado, let me introduce you to Carson. Well, Carson, I am so glad that you are joining us today. I love that you like literally could join us in your field of cows. Right. I'm, I'm right. kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. It would be a better yeah. day if I was in my field instead of in my office, but. Well, I love it. It gives a good feeling, a good vibe. I'm I'm in the mood to be in that field. <laughs> right. So right. I am so glad that you could join us today because my garden has been giving me such woes. And I was elated a year and a half ago to discover I could actually have maybe some good results if I tested my soil, something I've never done, been gardening my whole life. So when you said you were willing to come on and really walk us through the whole idea of testing our soil and the nitty gritty, I got very excited. So thank you. Well, great. Well, I'm glad to be here too. So, um, our whole season, this season of the podcast is about the simple steps to improving our health. 
And anybody who's listened to even a few episodes knows that my focus is always on real food and whenever you can, avoiding the processed food and making the food real. But it gets one step better if you can grow it yourself, right? And even if you only have a few tomato plants, I have learned the hard way that the soil is where it all starts. Like the soil is so, so important. Um, but where does a person start who's like, okay, you know, after they listen to this podcast, maybe they get excited and they say, okay, I'm going to test my soil because Michelle really inspired me because her, I know her garden was messed up and look what it did for her. But where, when they get the results back, okay, if they've never done it like me, where do they start? Because it can seem overwhelming if they have a whole lot of problems. You know, your test, the test is amazing the way it breaks down every macronutrient, okay, maybe not everyone, but a lot of macronutrients, all the micronutrients. Um, but if there's a lot of problems with somebody's soil, do they want to start with like the most drastic, biggest problem? Or should they maybe look at the macronutrients because maybe getting them right will help the micronutrients? Like, do you have any suggestions? What's a good way to start when you get your results back? So I think the most important thing is to look for outliers. So that could be anything that's extremely high or extremely low. Usually in our soil, we think about, oh, I'm deficient in this. So that's what we look at. But look at both. What's high? What's low? Um, is it extremely high? Is it just a little bit high? You know, I look for outliers. Sometimes that could be your pH. But the most important thing to look for is outliers. That could be a micro, a macro. So I don't go too much into which is what but I do spend your time looking at uh, outliers. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Um, and, and that's a good point because, so that does help me. So if it's the macronutrients that you have this major craziness going on, then start with that. It's okay. Like, right. yeah. cause yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, I've always thought of those big three and I really never even focused on my macronutrients. So this is really good for me to know. Um, yeah. Now your test your time on NP and K is that what you're meaning? Exactly. Yes, those big three: phosphate and potassium, right? Exactly. Yep. yep, that's what my daddy always taught me growing up and gardening with him. He's like, these are the things you need to worry about, and and that's where he focused. I never even thought about any of those incredible macronutrients. So, um, okay, your test is crazy cool. The way it even provides links to solutions. Like that was a huge thing for me. And when I felt overwhelmed looking at it and going, what do I do first? I started clicking the links and I thought, oh, okay. So this foliar spray will help me. And then I researched exactly what that foliar spray did. And I actually became quite educated about, you know, the foliar spray and my problem I was having, which I love. Um, but your test simply cannot break down every possible minute thing that somebody can do to improve their soil. Right. I mean, that's just not possible. So well, and, you, and even if even if you went through those links and did everything that it said to do, well, yeah. do you, that's not really going to make your soil healthy and alive, right? right? Like, so so I have a background in, and please forgive me if I tell you this. I worked in agronomy, which is large agriculture farming. Like that was my job before I worked at Redmond. And okay. so I it I understand. So I used to get farmer soil tests. I'd look at them and then I would know exactly how many, how much nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, boron, how many nutrients it required to make their, to grow the crop they wanted. 
I'd put it on every year. The farmer could put that on every year. And if their soil wasn't healthy, you'd get the test the next year and it would be the same. Does that make sense? Wow. So, so it's just like your body, Michelle. So you're really into human health and art. If you can't really just um, supplement your way to health. That's how our soil is too. What a good so point. You, Such a good you, point. I can't just pop the vitamins and be done with it. Right. I can't be popping the vitamins. You know, I could take 50 different um, um, supplements and then go eat hamburgers all day or processed <laughs> foods. Don't forget the French fries from McDonald's. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it would not make me any healthier, right? Right. You know, like I might not be deficient in zinc anymore, but I wouldn't be any healthier. Yeah. So, or you might sit on your couch all day too. Don't forget about that. Right. Again, yes, right. Popping the pills isn't going to help, right? Yeah. So I want you to think of your soil in that aspect that we can supplement. And the supplementation is really important. But the most important is actually what our soil is doing. Is our soil actually healthy and alive? Because when our soil is healthy and alive, um, a lot of these nutrients actually become available. But so, so to back up just a little bit and tell me if I get off track, please, Michelle. <laughs> back up a little bit. Our test is unique in that it only tests minerals that are available. So okay. one test will just tell you what's in your soil. So I had a coworker who was saying, I know we're living in a high phosphorus, high calcium area, but I did the test and it's saying that I'm low in calcium and low in phosphorus. I said, well, that's because it's only testing what's in the soil that's available because a lot of nutrients are actually tied up, especially if you have clay type soils like where I live. Oh. So, so our test is actually telling you what's available in the soil, not just what is there because that Which, doesn't mean you know. Right. Know I mean, there. yeah. If it, it's because, not available, that's a great point. I didn't know that about your test. Okay. Yeah. Something unique about our test. And I'm not a chemist, so I can't go in the, the break. You can't tell me the why behind it, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> but that's how they do it. So I want so when you're thinking about soil, you want to think about is my soil alive and healthy? That's the first step. You know, like you want to see your outliers. Are my is my pH way too low or something like that? But then you want to be looking, is my soil alive and healthy? Do I have worms? Is there um, microbes, you know, the microbes in the soil, that's one of the most important parts of healthy soil. So now how do you know the, that? Well, there's different ways. You can usually tell by how your plants look, honestly, when your plants are looking good, worms are the best indicator because they're big. You can see that. Um, yeah, I always get so happy when I see a worm in my garden or a frog, both of those things make me so those, happy. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, and uh, you know, like when you see ladybugs, anything like that, yes. that means they're feeding off other things. It's it's a whole cycle of nature. When you right. go out and you see that your soil is excessively dry, you know, like you watered it or it rained and then it dries very quickly. Those are, or um, just your plants aren't thrifty, things like that. Those are good signs that you have soil that is not alive. Okay. And I'm a farmer, so it's, I see it all the time in my soil. I've been... I told you I worked in conventional agriculture, so I've been turning yep. to more regenerative, natural way of thinking. Yeah, and it's not a quick change, but it, your soil slowly becomes alive, and you start seeing things like less pests. You know, when your soil is alive, your plants are you know more nutrient dense, things like that. You see really cool results that way. But yeah, so 
Okay. So I can go out and get some worms. I know that. I mean, but how do I, how do I make my soil alive if I'm not seeing these things you're mentioning? So, so you mentioned when you're talking to humans, you know, people, us about our health, you tell them, do you stop using processed foods and switch to a whole food system? Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to tell you to stop using, uh, stop focusing on like single elements. Like for instance, let's not just only worry about nitrogen, phosphate, and potassium and start thinking of things in a whole food sense. So an instant, for instance, like manure and compost, if you've ever used manure and compost, you can tell that when you take a test, it might be only four, four uh, units of nitrogen, but you put urea on it, it's got a whole bunch of units, you know. But, but the bang for your buck in the compost is way more, and it's because it's a whole system. There's a lot more going on than just trying to feed one isolated mineral. So mm -hmm. things like um, humates, um, manure, compost, sea minerals, volcanic minerals, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, those are the way that you really make your soil alive. You know, there's other things and you can do research and I don't want to go far into them using cover crops, things like that can really yep. help your soils. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I planted some clover to help my problems and it, it definitely is making a difference. Um, and then awesome. the sea minerals, sea kelp is something I've been using which I right. know is, is pretty readily available and easy to get. So these are yes. all really good points. Good points. Yes. Now, what so, about, go ahead. Oh, continue. Go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, what about, do you have resources you recommend for people who really want to dig into this? You know, some of the things you just mentioned, or even just looking at their test results and they just really want to know more about nitrogen and how it all works and what's good and what's bad if you're high or low in nitrogen. Like, do you have a resource you send people to that really want to make these amendments and that they can read more? So one of my favorites, and if you're looking this, if you start looking into nitrogen books, you know, you get too far in the books, they can get so complex. I've spent yeah. a lot of my life learning animal health and soil health. And I still read a book and I'm like, holy cow. I need Thank to you for saying that. Thank you, Carson. <laughs> I'll start thinking like I should have paid way more attention in biochemistry because <laughs> I didn't. Okay. That's something I've never said. I've never said that sentence. Okay. <laughs> You read these books, you might feel that way. But yeah, 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 a yeah. great resource. Well, I'm saying because I never took biochemistry. Sorry, oh, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. That is great. That's probably better for but, you. <laughs> but I mean, also another problem, tell me if I'm wrong. These authors are so deep in the whole of biochemistry that they don't know how to write and make things clear to a person who hasn't taken all right. the same classes they've taken. <laughs> exactly. They're so far yeah. in the weeds, they can't pull their yeah. head out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Spoken so, like a true ag person. Yes, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> you might get that a little bit. I apologize. That's no, how no, I am. no. <laughs> um, so we actually have some blogs on our website. So if you go to redmanagriculture.com oh. and you click on our blog section, never even done that. I'm glad to know resources. that. So okay. we have some on like what is what is electrical conductivity, what is cation exchange capacity, and how is it important to me? What is the nitrogen cycle? How can I use it? So in and, and that's not down. just for a big farmer. That's something that no, someone okay. like me can go to and find resources. Okay. Yep. Yep. They, they, it's broken down in such a way that a layman can understand. So if you're not an expert, which not all of us are, I've been in ag for a long time. I've worked in agronomy and I'm still not a soil expert because it's mm -hmm. so, it's so complex, yeah. but 
these uh, these resources are really really good and really simple and easy to understand. Another one is I'm a listener, so if you ask me for books, you'll I'll tell you oh I read this one maybe I read that, but I love to listen to people like you or podcasts. I think. Mm -hmm. You can get more information that is clear and easy to understand from people like search out people like Gabe Brown or people who are doing things in a natural way. Yeah. And I think just pick up bits and pieces and then apply it to your situation. Okay. Because everyone's going to tell you about how their perfect situation, how it works perfectly in their situation. But if I'm gardening a little uh, raised bed, a small raised bed, I might have to apply things a little different than the guy who's running a hundred acre farm, but the concepts are still the same. Right. Hmm. So, so, hmm. um, but I think the blog would be the best start and then you can do like you did and click on something and do a little bit of research yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite, I like before this, just to, to, uh, to get ready for this podcast, I went and read some of our blogs just as a refresher because they're so simple and easy to understand. That's great. That's great. I love it. And I love that I tend to, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm kind of a perfectionist and I tend to really focus on something, you know, and I was looking at, I was looking at my outliers. So I was looking at the high and low. So that I'm proud of myself for, <laughs> but that's all I focused on. And I didn't think about all this stuff that you've just been saying that, you know what, just kind of immerse myself in some good knowledge about healthy soil. And I'm going to get bits and pieces of things that I probably would never even get just by Googling these certain things I'm looking up, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And now what about, is there any sort of a resource for a specific, like, I, like if I'm low in nitrogen and I really want to know what are the signs for being low in nitrogen? Do you have any certain resources that are specific like that that could help people? Um, you know what I honestly do? This will be very simple for everyone. I just Google it. Okay. <laughs> like okay. there are so many resources at the top, you know, like yeah. And it's hard to know it. what you can always trust, but you know, we've gotten to a point, I think as knowledgeable adults that we've started to figure out the good resources and the bad, just by glancing at the site and well, yeah. Try to, try to just find the sources that are more naturally minded. Like I'm not going to go look at Masantos or whatever. Absolutely. What they say, right. right. I'm going right. to look for something like I was looking at some, some deficiency things and I'm not an expert on pointing out deficiencies, but if you just find more naturally minded places, there's even colleges even sometimes that have more naturally minded uh, professors, just mm -hmm. find their work and kind of immerse yourself into that world. Um, Good point. But, but um, I just don't get too far down the rabbit hole. Cause if you're like, like you said, you can spend a lot of time worrying about one mineral when it's actually, where's my soil doing? Cause when your soil is, it's kind of what we call it redmond we call it nature's intelligence when nature is like working correctly and all these cycles like the nitrogen cycle all these things are working right um things just tend to work out it's okay if you have a little excess foss if things are working well in your soil your plants will be healthy they'll be nutrient rich um when you really have to start worrying about those things is when you have dead soil, then you're putting all the N, P, and K on. That's what's keeping the plants alive, right? right. So like I said, those farmers that I was yeah. putting this N, P, and K program on every year and their soil test didn't change because their soil wasn't alive and making the difference. Right. And not, and, and now will your plants still grow if you're throwing on all the oh, nutrients? Yeah, you know, you're, 
Okay. Yeah, your plants will grow. You're not going to have just... nutrient rich food. Right. Like, so, um, a cool story is I have a friend and he, he used chicken litter instead of NP and K program on his farm. Mm-hmm. First time ever, I looked at a soil test and I did not need to amend anything. And it was because he was using hmm. a whole product like chicken Interesting. litter. Interesting. You know what yeah. I love when it comes to animal poop? Rabbit poop. <laughs> Really? <laughs> that stuff is amazing. We had rabbits for many long years that we had for meat rabbits. And of course, you know, they create a whole lot of it very quickly. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and, and the great thing is you can put it right on the garden. Now with the chicken poo, I've used that as well, but you have to let that sit for a good many yeah. months because it's going to burn, you know, your plants yeah, potentially. It's pretty rich. Yeah. yeah. Unless you put it, you put it on in the fall or something, but yeah. Right. Which is what I would you, do. Yeah. Yeah. But, you you want to be careful not to to over apply just well that's a good point michelle um and i think it's our human nature to think if something's good we better put a whole bunch of it on there mm-hmm. and in our soil that is not how it works mm-hmm. if that makes sense it's all yeah. about balance those kind of concepts we i like to call it the moron effect that we think we just need to put more on mm-hmm. and <laughs> i like that and, and it is not I true, you're calling right? me a moron, but I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it's really important to realize that just because some chicken manure is good doesn't mean I just need to put eight inches of it and till it in my yeah. garden, anything like that. So, and, yeah. and you understand those concepts. It's the same with our human health. Balance yeah. is what's important. And it's, it's not just having more or if that makes sense. That's a very good point. It's a mistake I absolutely made. In fact, did that possibly be, was that one of the things leading to my high phosphorus? Because I definitely, for many years, was just piling all of our rabbit poo in the garden. It could, it could be. Like, that could be a reason. Another thing mm. is when your your soil's probably becoming more alive as you're at, adding more of these uh, whole practices on. And mm. when you're, and like I said, our test only tests what's available. So when you said that your phosphorus grew, it's probably because more phosphorus became available, not that more just ended up wow. popping up. Oh my gosh. That was just like this light bulb for me because right. I, for those who are listening, I had asked Carson before we came on, like last week I was texting with him and I had asked him, you know, how is it possible that my test results, I've, I've really done everything right times two, I feel like, and yet my phosphorus levels didn't go down and that was like a light bulb for me, what you just said. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. so. Because so much minerals and things, like I said, are tied up. And when our soil is healthy, it get, makes those more available to plants, things like that. Okay. So, so is it a little bit like, an, in a way, like the Herxheimer effect with medicine that your symptoms sometimes will get worse before they get better, even if you're doing all the right things health-wise, is it kind of the same thing with your soil? Um, I would say a little bit. Um, I'm not a real expert on that, but you do see that nature kind of heals itself in the same mm-hmm. way our body heals itself. You know, yeah. like if you look into why weeds grow, it's because nature's trying to heal the soil. So um, yeah. I think you'd probably is that, see- Is that kind of a cover crop reason yeah, that they grow? Yeah. yeah. Nature's trying to build a cover crop because in nature, you don't, you don't see bare ground. You see something right. growing. So Right, right. So it is nature's okay, so, number. <laughs> yeah. Just so, an annoying one. Yes, a very annoying one. <laughs> oh my goodness. We had two weeks of rain almost nonstop. And I, I couldn't even get to the garden because it was like mud. 
<laughs> so I was I was out there yesterday and I can't even explain to you the weeds, like the insane <laughs> amount of weeds. It's like I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So many folks listening might not have a very big garden plot, or they might not even have a garden plot at all. In fact, some people listening might be in the city and they have a few pots on their balcony where they're growing their tomato plants. Is that a situation that it might be worth testing your soil or is that just crazy? No, I think it's, if you're, if you're really um, passionate about having nutrient dense food that is grown by yourself, I would test them. I, uh, and I don't think I would go and get a test for my 12 different pots or, you know, I would probably just sample a little bit from each one or kind of find an average like, okay, this one produces really good. But this one's about average. You know, so the assumption so, is you've done the same amendments and you've done the same thing, building up those pots, right? So you can yeah. really just get a little bit from each. Is that the same yeah. with, is that the same with raised beds? If you have a dozen raised beds? Um, yeah. And, and maybe you could just do one, one year, one the next year and kind of do a rotation, but Okay. Uh, unless you see an outlier, like I said, if you see an outlier, like, oh my goodness, two of these raised beds are just not producing like I, they have, like these other ones, then test those ones because you know you're okay. on the right, you're on the right track. But um, unless you have an outlier, I just assume that they're going to be pretty similar if you manage them similar, you know? Okay. And in this case, you mean outlier as far as one of the pots or one of the raised beds, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, an outlier like that. So one okay. of them is underproducing, something like that. Okay. Or in one of them, your plants just have looked bad all summer. They've been wilted or yellow. Right. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the other and ones I love... look... Oh, it's just a... it's so if one's wilted and yellow and they, all the rest are green and beautiful gardens, yeah, just test that one and go from there. Just don't make it too complicated. That's... Because it can be so overwhelming. You're right. Like it really my can. wife, my wife, when she gardens, she's always quizzing me, like, what about this? And I'm like, let's just, <laughs> it's okay. We'll get we'll get things going and it'll all work out if we're just taking care of nature. So. Right, right. I can I can understand that though. I mean, my husband's a mechanic and I'm always like, Did you hear that little sound? You know, is that okay? <laughs> right. So you have mentioned quite a few times, and I love this thought. And honestly, it's not something that I have really thought of much since testing my soil, that the food itself is going to be more nutrient-rich if I continue to work on getting my soil more healthy. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So we've done so. Um, we've done a lot of tests on this with animal feed, not as much on human, but it's the same because plants are plants, right? If I'm growing, um, a pasture or if I'm growing a garden, so healthy soils, it makes a difference. So we've yeah. done this and we put our, our volcanic clay, you know, like the human clay, we do that on the agriculture side and our sea salt on, on, um, so like the bentonite clay. Yeah, the bentonite clay, yep. Okay. And and the salt on our um, on test plots on farms. And what happens is our salt is a, a really good spark for microbial life, like for the bugs in the in the Ooh. so when we've done that, we test the sort we test the forages, you know, we test with if whether it's grass, alfalfa, whatever it is, and we see a huge spike, 20 points, 30 points on the density of nutrients in that forage. The same thing happens in your growing tomatoes or any plant. When the microbial life or the soil is healthy, you're gonna have nutrient-rich food. That's why 
you know, you, that's why when you grow it in your garden, it's probably better than on a, a farm that's just putting N, P, and K on it, right? You can tell the difference in that tomato than your tomato. But right. um, healthy soils make healthier plants, which make healthier fruit or vegetable. Okay. Or I'll be honest, Carson. I always assumed it was the travel involved to get that tomato to my grocery store and it was picked green. I've always assumed that was the main reason it was inferior to my garden tomatoes, but you just pointed out something else that I've never thought of. It could very well be that the soil was just yep. not sufficient for those tomatoes that I see in the grocery store. Yep. Because most, most large scale people, not everyone, there's a lot of movement in agriculture for people to be more regenerative and growing and worried about their soil health. Yeah. A lot of it since the forties have been just mining all the minerals we can. That's why our food's not as nutrient rich that used to be. So um, yeah, the yeah. more nutrient rich your food is, the, the, your, your soil is, the more your food will be. Fascinating. I love this. I'm so glad that you're explaining this to me. So what about the clay? Did maybe I missed it? Did you explain what clay does? So clay is it has it's really high in what's called CEC. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's called cation exchange capacity. Oh yeah, so that's something I was just talking to my friend about this morning. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I have no idea what you're talking about, Carson. One of your passions, right? It's uh, oh, yeah. cation exchange capacity. So cation exchange <laughs> capacity is the ability for minerals and things to move within the soil so the clay hmm. is really high in cation exchange capacity so if you don't have high cation exchange capacity you could put minerals in the soil it'll just leach so wow. um, so it's like giving the minerals a subway ride or a bus ride yes. through the soil yes yeah, exactly <laughs> it makes wow. it and it makes it so it's not tied up and and oh. like i said the salt is a spark for microbial life so we have some really cool products that are, are salt. I was just going to ask you, do I get actual salt and actual clay or do I go to Redmond Ag site and there's a product that has both in it? How does that work? Well, so we, we've been doing it on large scale ag, but now we're making it more of a garden package. It should be getting bagged our first product as we speak for gardens. Ooh, I used it on our soil. That's exciting. Yeah. So it, it's called, so we have two products, build and grow. Okay. Build is base is our is our clay, salt, humate, humate, and then some other volcanic minerals, and and it comes in a five pound or eight pound. I think it's eight pounds, and it'll have the application rate and all that on there. And you're gonna see really cool results. Like I said, when you're doing a whole food whole food process with that. Wow. The next one is grow, and that's those same products, but we added chicken manure. So if you don't have a good source of chicken manure, okay. like you live in a New York and you are doing it in your windowsill or something. Okay. This is a great way to get chicken manure from organic farms to put in your soil. Still. Okay. Now what about, you can actually buy a bag of manure at the nursery. Like, yeah. is that the same thing as if you have your own meat rabbits well, or whatever? It's better always on your own. Cause you know, what's been through the animal, right? Yeah. But yeah. that's way better than going and buying a bag of urea. <laughs> so, <Okay>. right. So, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> You know, in in a perfect world, yeah, we all had our own our own manure, but that's we don't live in a perfect world, right. you know. So, um, but so, yeah. if you do live somewhere that you have a neighbor down the street that has meat rabbits, that you could buy a bucket of 
their rabbit poo. It sounds funny, but I mean, it's better than buying right. it off the, at the nursery. They right? might, they might be happy to let you come and They would be so happy. I can guarantee <laughs> right. you. Right. And it will yes. save their garden. It'll keep yes. them from having too much phosphorus. Yes, down they won't have too much phosphorus next time. Yeah. So, oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. But those, okay, those will be our main products. Um, and then we do have one that's just our salt clay and humic, which is also okay. a great one. So what's humic? Or humates, you know, humates, which humates are kind of like a, our clay. They have an extremely high cation exchange capacity. They have lots of carbon in them. Um, you'll just see that it's the same thing. It's kind of like a whole food for your soil. So, okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to go check these things out and I'm going to go check out the blog and hopefully not get myself down a hole of things I shouldn't be. <laughs> like, like I said, it, those products probably are not on our website yet, but they will be very short. Okay. So, okay. so um, if you're going to get a soil test, you can get one and get one ordered. You can, know, it, I, I think within yes. a couple of weeks, we'll have it on our website. I was going to say, but those test results come in so quickly. It's amazing. Yes. I'm, I yes. think one, well, I think the first one I did was like three days. I got an email. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. If you've ever done an extension, like you've gone to your extension agent, because, you know, they'll do it. It could take like a month and then you get the test that has no results that make sense to someone. So the okay. soil health. True story. Just... I was a kid. The one time my dad did a soil test, and I think this is why I've had an aversion to them ever since. He got it back from his from our local ag department. And it was like 20 pages. And he was like so irritated. I don't know why I spent any money on this. I don't know. You know. And that literally was just like you said. I mean, it, it took forever and it was way too much information that made zero sense. You get it and you're like, okay, They're probably talking I, about CECs for all I know. I don't know. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> they, they, so I'm sure you get that kind of test and then you're just like, well, I'm done. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, far totally. Go. Yep, yep. So. At least I wouldn't have went down any rabbit trails because I would have just given up. But, right. <laughs> but hey, you know, unlike your test, you have these beautiful charts, like two different charts, bar chart, and then this other chart with things itemized. It would like made me happy, you know? Right. <laughs> it, it is great. It's easy. It's, you know, it's really user-friendly and, and just, just try my, my biggest point I'd like to tell people, don't get yeah. overwhelmed. Use nature as your best friend. So Mm. Use you know use our kind of like I said our whole products that are sea salt clay use products like manure that kind of stuff you know once in a while you do have to supplement other things and that's fine that is fine just don't go go down you know don't spend all your time trying to balance your soil like that because you could spend years and years it'll never happen yeah. unless your soil is alive that's when that kind of stuff happens. Mm. Good stuff. I mean, you already got to my last question. You've already answered. I was going to say, what last thing would you tell us? And that's inspiring. Yes. So thank you. Okay. So this soil test kit we've been talking about, where can people find it? On redmanagriculture.com. And then you just okay. put it shop and then it's right there. And Under do you shop. have a code that they can put in? I do. I was going to mention that if anyone wants to use the code solely rested, S-O-U-L-Y rested, it's 15% off everything. And from that one site, tell me if I'm wrong, they can also access like just the amazing salt, the Redmond salt, and even some seasonings for their, for their cooking. Right. And like, it's all accessible in one wheel there. Yes. You can get, you can get salt for you. You can get it for your soil and your livestock. All on Perfect. There. So. Perfect. Awesome. So use code solely rested. Go to redmanagriculture.com. 
and go check out all this amazingness. Awesome. Well, Carson, this has been totally fun and I'm going to impress my husband tonight and tell him what CECs are. <laughs> that's right. You're going to be the expert now. Right? I am. He probably won't care though, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Carson. Thanks so much for joining us and giving us some encouragement to improve our soil, which is going to improve our food, which is going to improve our life. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you joined Carson and I today for this conversation about garden soil and the intricacies of dirt. I hope you enjoyed it. And I really appreciate that you're here and that you're listening. And please take a second to leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know how to do that, go to solelyrested.com slash podcast and the directions are there. solelyrested.com slash podcast. And also be sure to check out redmondagriculture.com and use code solelyrested because that 15% off is an added bonus on some amazing products there. And I think that's everything for today. So I'll see you back here next Monday. And remember, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So really try to enjoy the simple everyday efforts. It's not easy but it's worth it.